Praise the Lord, everyone. Service time. Great to see everyone out this evening. It's good to see Sister Wilma with us tonight. Praying for her Sunday and then Sister Jenna Otto last night. Great to see her this evening. We're going to open up with special prayer request tonight. We want to remember uh, Brother Randy in our prayers. He's uh, definitely going through it right now with his uh, congestive heart failure and this uh, buildup of fluid on him. So we definitely want to uh, raise uh, his name in prayer before the Lord. The Lord touch his body and strengthen him. And uh, I got a call right before uh, got here that uh, whom I consider my uh, closest uh, friend that I've ever had at Conway. He started just right before I did uh, back in 98. Uh, he passed away, had a heart attack uh, uh, just, just that today. And so I like to uh, remember his family in prayer, his son, uh works there uh, with me through he's a driver now and so he he's he's still working there and he's the one that called me and let me know so i just wanted to lift that family prayer because it was just sudden unexpected and everything so does anyone else have a special yes brother Sister Catherine, lift my, uh, my wife, Sister Michelle, in prayer. She wasn't feeling well this evening either, so uh, let the Lord touch her body. Anybody else with a special? All right, let's just ask the Lord to have his way in our service tonight, the midweek Bible study, and that the uh, word be brought forth as the Lord desire, and we'll all get fed, you know, it's Nothing like a midweek service, you know. We from we leave here Sunday and we all go our separate ways and we have uh, jobs or various things that we do. And, and midweek Bible study is so so vital, so important to just strengthen us, to feed us, and you know, uh, and really important just to worship the Lord. You know, just to have time and, and to worship the Lord and fellowship uh, as well. So. Let's just invite the Lord uh, into this place tonight. Let his presence have his way, whatever he have for us this evening. Hallelujah. We Sometimes we may be small in number. We know those are uh, there are those sick, but the Lord is still here. Whether many or two or three are gathered, the Lord is still here. He is still in our presence, and he wants to move in our lives tonight. Hallelujah. So let's just all stand right now and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come to you this evening, giving you praise and glory for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your hand upon us, Lord, keeping us, protecting us. Lord, you know every need, every situation. The sicknesses are many, Father. 
but we've given you to handle in your mighty way. We just ask you right now to comfort those who need comfort. We ask you, Lord, to touch those who need a touch in their body right now. We just speak the name of Jesus over each and every person, Lord, who, who is sick, Lord. And we just come together to worship you this evening, Lord, to praise your mighty name. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. There is none equal to you. There is none beside you. There is none before you. Hallelujah. So we praise you. We glorify your name. We just worship you in your name. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as Sister Kessie comes tonight.
is the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. A strong tower. Hallelujah. The righteous run into it and are saved. Aren't you glad for that strong tower of Jesus? Hallelujah. We can run to him and be saved. Hallelujah. Now like the other worship song talking about uh, the presence of the Lord and uh, his power uh, living inside of us. Hallelujah. How many know we don't go on our own power? We go on His power. Hallelujah. We, there's so many different situations and circumstances that we go through. There's no way we could ever handle it on our own. We have to pull from His power and His strength. We have to. There, that's it. His, Jesus is the only way through every situation. So if you need strength tonight, if you, if you need comfort, uh, healing, or anything, it only comes through Him and His power. Hallelujah. I want to make a, a couple of announcements here. And looks like, first and foremost, I guess uh, remember this Sunday, it will be doing our uh, breakfast at 9 o'clock. So uh, everyone watching at home, uh, remember that uh, Sunday morning before Sunday school. We're going to have our Sunday school breakfast. 
And so uh, invite everyone to, to uh, come out for that and participate in that. It will be a, a great time, uh, fellowship, have a little uh, breakfast before Sunday school. Uh, we'll be here preparing that. It'll start at 9 o'clock to about 9.45. And, and so we're looking forward to that. So don't forget about that this Sunday morning. And uh, we are fastly approaching the month of March. And uh, so we have about one more week once uh, February. And so uh, I want to just go ahead and throw out there here just it's within two weeks that on Saturday, the March the 2nd, we will be having a game day for our uh, youth here at the church from 12 to 4. So uh, remember that, the youth game day, Saturday, March 2nd. We'll be having some food and uh, game, just uh, time to get together with the young people here. Uh, hope everyone be able to uh, attend that. If there's any young people that want to be here, uh, maybe need transportation, see either uh, Sister Cassie or myself, just let us know. And we will make arrangements to, to get all the young people here that want to be here uh, just for a time of fun and fellowship together and uh, then have some uh, food as well. So remember that coming up uh, in uh, just a uh, couple of weeks. We are going to uh, spend a little time in testimony. And if you have a testimony this evening, before you stand up and start uh, speaking your testimony, I'm going to come and uh, let you have this microphone for the benefit of those who are watching online. We want them to hear it. We want them to be uh, able to understand and hear your testimony. They, they don't uh, hear it uh, when you don't have a mic. So if you have a testimony this evening, just raise your hand. If you stand up, I'll come to you real quick, and we'll give you the mic, and, and you can uh, make sure everyone hears you at home. Praise the Lord. I know Sister Maggie won't stand, so I'm going to go ahead and woke up this morning real sick with a sore throat and a earache and all my tongues are swollen this morning. I have no idea what that was about, but um, I'm here tonight and I feel a whole lot better, but um, I just thank him for waking me up. Uh, he just gave me another day, which I didn't have to do, and I know things could be so much worse. I was thinking about Tammy and her family tonight and uh, her son passed away from ALS and um, we, I had a sister-in-law that lived 12 years with that, which is unheard of. And I think he lived about two, maybe a little bit over two. And, you know, they wanted to b bury him this weekend or Friday. And I was just thinking about my, I know their heart's broken. And, uh, you know, to bury a child, that's the worst thing you'd, you'd have to do. And uh, I'm just thankful that I know God and, and I I just want y'all to lift that family up and pray for them. And uh, Junior Turner, you know, we grew up with him. God, I've known Junior all my life. His mom and my mom were best friends. I, I remember her from just being a small child. I know Jamie does too. But um, he didn't have to wake me up this morning, but he did, and that's a blessing in itself. And I just want to thank God because he is so good. He's so good to me even when I'm undeserving. And I just pray that I'm always undeserving. I appreciate it. Praise the Lord. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. That's what I do every morning I get up. I don't care how I slept. 
if it was good sleep or I woke up, tossed and turned, I say, Lord, thank you for the sleep that I did get. I just want to stand up and say I do praise the Lord. I give him the praise and the glory. You know, God has been so good to me for the last few weeks. I, it's hard to tell him. You know, I had congestive heart failure for many, many years. And my doctor told me, said, Mr. Bull, you don't have a congestive heart failure no more. That's when the church prayed for me. That night I was really sick. And he touched my body that night. And I thanked him for it. And I've been feeling good ever since then. Because God is good. We don't have nothing else like this. You know why we don't? It's nothing no better than God in this world. And he's the only one that's going to keep us, take care of us, doctor us. It's him. And I want to give him the praise. I want to give him the glory. You know, I lost my my wife last year, and I miss her to death. I mean, it's just some days, hey, I sit there in that chair, and I want to just squall. But God, he took her home. What really made me mad, he took her before he took me. <laughs> and I really thank God for everything he does for me. And I give God the praise and the glory for our sisters, our brothers here in the church, and our pastor. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I heard someone say one time, you can... You can uh, see the results of sin in this world every time you drive by a graveyard. Better results of sin. It's a graveyard. You can see all those tombstones. That's a visual for us. But for the child of God, those who know him, who love him, who've been baptized in name, that's not the end. We see that because it's just our visual right now. But that's not the end. We have a hope. We have a future in Jesus Christ. We may not can lay eyes on it right now like we do a graveyard, but that hope is very real. Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful for him tonight. Like Brother Paul said, give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Each and every day. Does anyone else want to stand and give testimony this evening? Hallelujah. We will uh, take up our offering, Wednesday offering. It, uh, our Wednesday offering always goes to what just slipped my mind. The Deacons Fund. <coughs> always a going to missions. That's very important. I need to know that. Missions conference coming. Uh, that is one thing I didn't mention earlier. The missions conference is coming up in March. Looks like it's on the 20th through the 22nd. And Sister Tessa just let me know that if you're going to give an offering online tonight, it will be going to the missionary, uh, missionaries. So we're going to be uh, collecting for that, and it'll be going for that use tonight. Normally it's a deacon's fund, but uh, it will be going to the mission. And uh, the missionary field is so vitally important. Uh, they they need uh, definitely our prayers, but they need our financial support as well. So if you're going to give online. Uh, then be, uh, it'll be going to the mission missionary offering. That conference is coming up. Looking forward to that. All right. We're just going to ask a blessing over the offering. If you have offering to give, you can bring it.
and uh, greet one another in the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord. We thank you for our, our missionaries, Father. We just ask, Lord, to touch them, to bless them, open doors for them. And, Lord, let it uh, lay on our heart what you have us to give to help the missionary uh, field as we get close to this conference coming up. We just give you praise and glory for all things. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. amen. God bless you this evening. We'll see the bright light shine. It's just about home time. I can see my father standing at the door. This world is a wilderness. I'm ready for deliverance. Lord, I've never been this homesick before. See the bright light shine. It's just about home time. I can see my father standing at the door. This world is a wilderness. I'm ready for deliverance. Lord, I've never been this homesick before. Shine. It's just about home time. I can see my father standing at the door. This world is a wilderness. I'm ready for deliverance. Lord, I've never been this homesick Ronnie, you want to pass these uh, notes out? Thank you. Thankful for everyone who's here tonight. We realize we've got several people that's going through sicknesses, uh, and uh, our prayers are with them. Thank you that's watching online. Uh, Sister Darlene told me about where she's seen that there is a measles outbreak in 11 states. Um, think about that. 11 states that have an epidemic with, uh, with measles. Uh, and uh, so, uh, but all these, all of these things uh, that, we're, that we're seeing as part of the the plagues and the disease that the Bible said would come in the last day, and we're definitely in the last day. Well, we're in um, 
the book of Ephesians, and I've titled our lesson, Ephesians, the Mirror of the Church. Uh, Paul's letter to the Ephesus church is a masterpiece on um, what the church is and what the church should be. And what I would, uh, uh, I want to try to do as we go through this, and we've already been doing this so far in our in our previous lessons. Uh, everybody, you need to know and have a great understanding on who you are in Christ Jesus. I, I'm a firm believer that a lot of the downsides that a lot of Christians have and battles and struggles that they go through is simply because they either don't know who they are in Christ Jesus or they don't know how to apply it and take advantage of it. One of those two things uh, covers most of the struggles that a lot of people have. And so I'm going to keep reminding you this over and over as we go through this. Uh, because we all need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Now, in our lesson tonight, I've entitled our lesson tonight on page number five. We've gone through four uh, pages thus far. And, uh, but, uh, and, and by the way, if you, uh, uh, if you miss any of the lessons and you need, need to get a copy, you can let me know and I can always go into my computer and run off what I've got uh, down. And uh, I've got some copies of past lessons over at the end of the pew there. I don't know how many is there. But tonight we're going to be talking about being marked with God's seal. Marked with God's seal. And man, I just got a blessing uh, when I was coming up with this and the Lord was giving me this. And as I was typing it out on my computer, I mean, I just got a blessing. And we are going to be mainly in the first chapter, uh, again, of Ephesians. And we're going to be dealing with verses 11 through 14 for the benefit of you that's watching online that don't have the handout. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 11 through 14. Uh, you need your Bible there and uh, also a scratch pad or something where you can take some notes. But we're going to read this, these scriptures in the... Uh, New King James, and then we're going to read it again in the Good News Translation, and then finally in the Amplified uh, Translation. And, uh, and then we're going to get into it and go from there. This is what it reads like. Uh, it said, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him, who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who were first, uh, who, who first trusted in Christ, he's talking about Jews there now, and we've been discussing this. Uh, he's been giving the contrast between the Jews and the Gentiles. 
So the we here, Paul is including himself, is considered the Jewish nation. They were the first ones who trusted in Christ, should be uh, to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted. You also trusted. He's talking about Gentiles. Uh, and he's speaking to the Ephesian church that they were all Gentiles. They was not no, no Jews. They was all Gentiles. So you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. Oh, hallelujah. Until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Now, you heard this. I was originally in King James. And uh, I'm not going to comment. I'm just going to read these other two translations and let you pick up on some things talking about an inheritance and being sealed and having a guarantee of our inheritance. Right, the Good News translation reads like this. All things are done according to God's plan and decision. We should never forget that. The devil may think he's got things pinned down, but God's still sitting on the throne. Hallelujah. Amen. All things are done according to God's plan. Even, even in, uh, uh, in presidential elections, the Bible says it's God who raises up kings and takes them down. Amen. Um, so God's plan and decision is in all things. And God chose us to be his own people in union with Christ because of his own purpose based on what he had decided from the very beginning. Let us then, and we just got through doing a whole lot of uh, us uh, in previous lessons, let us then who were the first to hope in Christ, who was that? Who was the first to hope in Christ? The Jews. Praise uh, God's glory, and you also, or the Gentiles, became God's people. We're beginning to get into now who you are in Jesus. Hallelujah. You also, or Gentiles, became God's people when you heard the true message, the good news that brought you salvation. You believed in Christ and God put his stamp of ownership on you. Now that's where... The King James said, um, sealed. He says, God put his stamp of ownership on you by giving you the Holy Spirit. He had promised. The Spirit is the guarantee that we shall receive what God has promised his people. And this assures us that we'll, uh, that God will give complete freedom to those who are his. Let us praise his glory. Man, you should be letting this just kind of well up inside of you if, when you if you realize what's being said here, what's being taught by the Apostle Paul. Now let's read the Amplified Version. Same scripture. 
in him also we have received an inheritance. And notice the brackets, a destiny we were claimed by God as his own. Having been predestined or chosen, appointed beforehand, we talked about all that in our last lesson, according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ, that was the Jews, who first put our confidence in him as Lord and Savior would exist to the praise of his glory. In him you also, or you Gentiles, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result believed in him, were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ, as owned and protected by God. The Spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, a foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, his believers to the praise uh, of his glory. When the Holy Spirit comes in us, it's, a, it's God's way to say, listen, this, this is my guarantee to you that you're going to receive a full reward if you stay true to me. And it's a stamp. It's a stamp of approval. It's a stamp of showing ownership that we are owned by God. Now, I realize we don't see this much anymore, but used to, when you buy clothing items or different kind of things, you'd find, you'd find a tag somewhere in there that says, Made in America. You don't see that very much anymore, do you? But this is the same thing. This stamp, God stamps you with the Holy Ghost, and that, that right there is like, like the name tag on close. God's property. You're God's property. The devil ain't got no business messing with you. Hallelujah. And when you realize that, you can come against him and send him to where he needs to be. Hallelujah. Glory to the name. Uh, I'm going to get ahead of myself now because I'm, um, I'm feeling this here. But let's go ahead and into the introduction. In our last lesson, we discussed how God broke down the wall between the Jews and the Gentiles. And in Christ, God's hidden secret became reality in the creation of one new man. That was it. in Ephesians 2 and 14. God created one new man. He broke down the wall between the Jews and the Remember last week I told you there's no more Jew or Gentile. Okay, and he created one new man. The Jews were the first to hope in Christ, but they were not the last. Oh, hallelujah. The Ephesians also heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him. Along with all the Gentiles, they were united with the Jews to receive all of the blessings. I don't know if you caught it uh, Sunday and uh, Brother Pat's message or not, but he's, uh, he made the comment, we are spiritual Jews. That's true. We are spiritual Jews. Uh, the promise 
of eternal life and all of this stuff was made to Abraham and all his children. So the only way that we can take part in that is we become those spiritual Jews, spiritual Israel. And God made a way for that, and we're going to get down this into detail just in a second here. Now, in this lesson, we will see how and from whom those blessings come. Amen. How did they come, and from whom did they come? And also, we will understand how God himself has placed a label of ownership on every spirit-filled believer in Jesus Christ. Now, my aim, and I said this a few minutes ago, my aim in this lesson is to see who you are in Christ and our blessings in being in the family of God is much more than just a better home in the by and by. This thing is more than just a be- us having a better home in the by and by. Hallelujah. Uh, there's a whole lot of advantage to it right here in this life if we learn how to apply it and use it. Okay, let's go to the back side, and there's two points in what we have read that I am going to bring out. We're going to talk about an inheritance received, and then we're going to talk about marked as his. Apostle Paul's letter to the uh, church in Ephesus has already declared how we have been adopted into the family. Ephesians 1 and 5, we talked about that in a previous lesson, how we uh, was adopted. And now, with that adoption, also grants us an inheritance, Ephesians 1 and 11, which includes all the blessings that came through the family line. And the family line is a Jewish line, not a Gentile line. It's a Jewish line. Now look at Romans 11, 17 through 18. It's in the handout. You at home, you need to turn there. Romans 11, 17 through 18. This is what it says in Romans. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. Think about that. Some of them was broken off. Talking about Israel. And the Bible says they were broken off because of unbelief. The Bible said Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. But that was to our advantage. When they was broken off, it gave a way for us to be grafted in. Now, if you notice that picture, (coughs) I've got uh, printed there. (coughs) Notice there is a... Uh, a, a branch that's been broken. Down at the bottom it says wild branch. Up here at the top it's got the little orange rag tied to it is the natural branch. When you look at that, look at the Jewish nation, Abraham uh, and, uh, and all of his seed. And here, this person here 
what he's doing is tying two into one, making one. He's wrapping them together. So when this comes together, we Gentiles are picking up the nutriments and everything from the vine that comes through the root, which is Jewish in Abraham. So uh, <laughs> there's no reason for any of us to ever get prideful uh, about who we are. There's no need. I don't like, there's, there, there's a scripture in the Bible, thank you, brother. There's a scripture in the Bible that I don't, like a whole lot because it don't make me feel too good. It really, it really takes down uh, my pride. But you know the scripture I'm talking about. Uh, Paul wrote to him. He says God use is using the Gentiles to make the Jews jealous. Think about that. He's using us to make the Jews jealous. I know some of you ladies back there in the day, if, they had, if there was somebody you had your eye on, but that, that dude you had your eye on wasn't paying you a whole lot of attention, so you thought that you would uh, cozy up to another guy to make the first one jealous. That's not a good idea, but it happens a lot. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning that. I'm just I'm just using that as an example, because the Bible says God was using the Gentiles to make the Jews jealous, because they was the original people of God. But always remember who we are now. See the word the word Gentile. You know it, what it actually means in the original? It means a heathen. Matter of fact, some places in the Bible, instead of saying Gentiles, it, it, it says heathen. Yeah. Uh, but look at this. When these two branches were, are tied together, the wild branch connected on to the natural branch is going to start receiving the blessings of the natural branch. Hallelujah. So that's what we got to rejoice in. That's what we got to praise God. Now look at Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 through 29. There's a lot of scriptures I can give you back up what I'm saying, but this is one of the best. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And I love verse 29. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. Everything God promised Abraham belongs to me. Amen. Everything he promised him. And, and to his, see, because see, I have been grafted on the vine. And I, I guess I think everybody in here, everybody here has been baptized in Jesus' name. 
here tonight. All right, look at it. For as many of you have been baptized unto Christ, have put on Christ. Uh, some people uh, uh, think that you don't put on Christ until you receive the full baptism of the Holy Ghost, but the Bible says you put on Christ and baptism in his name. I'm putting, I got his name on it. Hallelujah. Pray, oh, mm, hallelujah. Thank God. So we are put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For all are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. So that's an inheritance received. And I don't have time to get back in the, into the old covenant and cover all those things that we have an inheritance for, that we have part in. But just let me say this. Anybody remember reading the scripture or heard some preacher teach where God promised uh, the Jews and the uh, Jews? He said, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. God told them, he said, you're the apple of my eye. That, that includes us Gentiles now. Hallelujah. He said, I'll bless you when you go out, and I'll bless you when I come in. Some people say, well, you know, I'd rather li uh, live in the city, or somebody says, no, I like being out in the country. God says, I'm going to bless you both places. Hallelujah. Because God's blessing to you has nothing to do with your location. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord to the Lamb of God. And I could, I could go on an awful lot about this inheritance that we've received. And it's all because we've been grafted in. Now, I want to get uh, in, in the final part of our lesson tonight. I want to talk more about this being marked as his. Because this is something that you need to have it down firmly in your mind and your thought process. Because every time the devil come, tries to come against you, you need to let him know who you are in Christ. All right, let's read this now. Marked as his. After the adoption is finalized, God sets his stamp of ownership on us. This stamp or seal identifies us as his and guarantees us all those blessings and an eternal home in glory. The sealing of which Paul speaks here refers to an official mark of identification. Official mark of identification that was placed on a letter, a contract, or another important document. The seal, and look at the picture to the side there, usually was made from hot wax which was placed on the document and then impressed with a signet ring, the document was thereby officially identified with, um, officially identified with and under the authority of the person to whom the signet belonged. The seal of God's spirit is in the believer, signifies four primary things. Remember these things, four of them. It's security, 
it's authenticity. I can't say. Yeah, authenticity. <laughs> hey, I keep getting my tongue wrapped around my eye too, so I can't see. <laughs> Let's go to ownership. How about that? <laughs> and authority. Four primary things. Now, back in the days of Christ, a king, he would have a, a, a signet ring that was his mark. And, uh, and when he sent a letter to somebody, maybe to a general in the army or, or somewhere else, he would close up that letter and there would be a bit of hot wax dropped on the back of that letter and then he would take that signet ring and press just like that. And then when you let up off, you'll see the, uh, the mark there in this picture. It showed authority, security, authenticity, <laughs> ownership, and authority. Hallelujah. I wish you'd get behind here and pop her upside the head every now and then. No. <laughs> Huh? You see how hard it is on the poor old preachers around here? <laughs> Galatians. <laughs> but when when God gives us that. It's the Holy Ghost. It's a guarantee. It's kind of like you know you know the, the lingo. If you're going to buy a house, a lot of times you have to put down earnest money. It's the same thing here too. God is putting down earnest money. He's giving a guarantee. He said, "Listen, you you come to me now. I'm guaranteeing you. You're going to have security, authenticity, <laughs> ownership, authority, and Galatians." When God gives us the Holy Spirit, it is as he stamps us with a seal that, and get this, and I got it highlighted. This person belongs to me and is an awesome citizen of my divine kingdom and member of my divine family. Can I blame it on my glasses? No. No. <laughs> But think about that. God is sealing you, and he's letting everybody know he's giving you, you've been identified with Christ and that you are his. You belong to him. So when the devil comes about you and tries to remind you of your past, you tell him, first off, it don't exist because God said he he casts all past sins in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered again. There was a song Tessie used to sing a long time ago. I really loved that song. Uh, it said, What Sin? What Sin? Uh, it, it's not there. It's eradicated. It's gone. That, that takes, that's taken care of in the baptism in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's, it, it's earned. So when the devil comes to you trying to bring up your past, you remind him of his future. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. God has already put his seal, his mark on you. Now, we'll close here with 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary, and this is in the Amplified Version, of the Holy Spirit who lives within you? whom you have received as a gift from God, you are not your own. Whose ownership? That stamp of approval shows his ownership. Well, this here, this goes right along with it. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. In the brackets there, it says, purchased with a uh, preciousness and paid for by his own. So then, honor God and bring glory to him in your body. Shall mm-hmm. so I dare say I make a comment here? I got to. God won't let me get by without it. We got too many people today that teach and preach and too many church members that live like they say, it don't matter uh, uh, what your body does or what your body looks like or what you wear on your body or don't wear on your body. It's, uh, it's all in the spirit, not according to this right here. He said we're supposed to honor God and bring glory to him in our body. Kind of sounds like God's interested in, in, in our what we wear. Amen. Lord of mercy, I, I, I can't help but wonder what Brother, brother Hell would think now. Hallelujah. He used to get upset. Had him and Sister Hale stood out there on the porch of the house over on Marina Street, and he'd be walking up and down. And I, I've heard him say many times he'd get up there and pull out that handkerchief and shake it. And he said, well, you know, glory. He says, I, he said, I'll wear more clothes to bed at night with them people wearing walking down the street. <laughs> Amen. Don't don't let the world or some loose preacher or anybody else get you believing that God don't care about your body. He does. Because our bodies is the tabernacle, the temple, the sanctuary of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so he is concerned about it. So but uh, I hope that you got something uh, good out of our lesson tonight. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I was blessed tremendously by putting it together. Um, and uh, I'm going to, from now to Sunday, I'm going to get home and I'm going to work on this word authenticity until I get it down. Oh, I know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting in the Holy Ghost and I can't talk plain. <laughs> Let's all stand together. Uh, are you going to be on the road this weekend, brother? Is it just? Oh, you come to church Sunday? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was thinking of just coming, but Brother Paul is going to be taking a little trip back up Oklahoma way. So we want to be in prayer with him when he leaves. Uh, but let's bow our heads and thank God for the service tonight. Father, we come tonight. We thank you and praise you for your blessings. Thank you for your word, Lord. We ask God that you will let it, God, help us grow. 
and receive strength, God, and maturity in you. Bless everybody. Keep everybody safe on the highways they head on. In Jesus' name, let everybody say.